Welcome to the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. If health, fitness, nutrition, and personal development are an interest of yours, you are in for a treat. And always remember, the pain you may feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. Enjoy. This is episode number 21 of the Fitness Journey Podcast with your host, Wesley Bear. Today, guys, I have with me Annie Graft. Annie, this is this is the craziest part about this story is she overcame eight surgeries, eight surgeries, guys, to now become one of the top fitness competitors. She's in the Air Force. She's building a six-figure business, and she tells herself every day, I am my only competition. I am the person that can be successful, and she, she starts her mornings off with positive affirmations, so I can't wait for you guys to hear her message, hear her story. If you do connect with this, uh, please feel free to leave a review. Let us know, you know, if you liked it. Um, also, if you don't mind sharing it on Instagram, make sure to tag me and Annie as well. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Fitness Journey Podcast with your host Wesley Bear. Today, guys, I have with me Annie Graff. And I've known Annie for a little while uh, now, and we've connected on Instagram. I've seen her grow through her business, through her fitness, and even competing in a bodybuilding show. So I can't wait for her to to share with you guys her story, her message, and uh, also some of the challenges she had that led to her success now. So Annie, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, How's everything going? Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I was just like absolutely honored and excited to be on this. Um, I'm doing well. Yeah. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'm going to be talking a little bit about you and and your past and whatnot, but I would love for you to, to introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about, I guess, your fitness journey at first. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Let's just um, dive on in. Let's see. Um, so I am 23 years old and I would like to say that I have had 23 years into my fitness journey. <laughs> um, and pretty much I say that because um, from day one, I have been in a gym. Um, I grew up doing gymnastics my entire life and other sports as well, but gymnastics really took the, my main focus. And um I grew up in a gym four hours a day. Um, not being in the gym was something and is still something I'm not very familiar or comfortable with. So, you know, growing up doing a very intense sport, um, I went to college and continued continued on in gymnastics. So I actually went to the Air Force Academy. Um, I did gymnastics there. I'm currently active duty Air Force. So there's kind of this trend with my life where um, I'm very active, very go, go, go. Um, That's been a theme in my fitness journey, in athletics, in sports. And it's kind of taken, you know, it's transitioned into my personal life, my business life, my, um, you know, overall journey in that aspect too. That's awesome. And I know when we talked before, you mentioned about um, gymnastics a lot and how you had a passion for it. And so I'd love for you, you know, to tell us a little bit about that, because I I believe you had a few injuries that kind of changed a lot of stuff, I guess, for for college and and what you're doing now. even. Yeah, no, definitely. And actually, with it, it sometimes surprised me how big 
of a role gymnastics has played in my life. I don't talk about it as much like on my Instagram um, or on social media. So gymnastics has honestly shaped me into the person I am today. I really, truly believe that. Um, Let's see. Injury-wise, yeah, again, that's been something that has absolutely transformed um, me. I think overcoming and enduring injuries is crucial. Um, I mean, not crucial, I guess, but just in life, you know, failure, overcoming failure is really important in growth. So um, let's see. My first big injury um, was I tore my ACL for the very first time as a junior in high school. Um, very basic, you know, just ACL, like PCL sort of thing. Um, got that reconstructed, was back at it, you know, a year later. Um, continued my senior year of high school and then ended up going to um, the Air Force Academy where I actually, um, during basic training, I tore my ACL, MCL, meniscus, uh, PCL, and shattered my kneecap. So I think that is, um, this was definitely my my big injury, I guess. Something that definitely shaped me for life. Um, so there were a lot of complications with my, my injury, with my surgeries. I ended up having... Um, eight consecutive surgeries that, that year, my freshman year in college at the Air Force Academy. So, um, honestly during the, during the time, and I can kind of walk you through that, I guess, um, the details I don't think are so important. Um, I think the overall idea is that I, I had, I was in and out of surgery for about 12 months and as an athlete, as a competitor, that was something that just devastated me. It, it rocked my whole world. Like I said at the beginning, like I was used to being in the gym every single day and now um, switching the gym for a hospital bed at times. I mean, I ended up actually getting a staph infection um, from one of the surgeries. I was in the hospital for about two weeks with a permanent pick line. So that's a permanent IV that, you know, is connected to your heart. I had to go in to the hospital every single day at the exact same time for a two hour, um, transfusion. So, um, things like that, you know, and, um, I guess going back to the injury there, um, there were complications in that my body, I was like one in a million people that reject cadaver, um, cadavers. And so that was me. So that was something that also happened. So it was just kind of like, you know, turn after turn after turn, it was like doors getting shut in my face. And that was really frustrating being that I had done gymnastics my whole life. And I thought that that was going to be my college career. You know, I was going to be a gymnast. I was going to do gymnastics. I was going to, you know, do this um, thing that I worked for for 18 years. And um, I remember actually after one of my last surgeries, it was all, um, it was all good, pretty much good to go. You know, I was going through physical therapy and everything. And I remember one of my doctors saying like, Hey, like, by the way, you're, you're not like going to do gymnastics again. Like, (laughs) just so you know. Um, and I remember thinking like right then and there, I could have gone, you know, that was like a fork in the road for me at first. It was like, okay, I can say, okay, the doctor said so. So it's a no for me. But what I chose to do is I chose to say, um, okay. Like that's your thought. Um, and I continued to do gymnastics. So of course I was aggressive in my physical therapy. I was at it every single day. There was, there were no off days. It was the same for me being in physical therapy as it was, you know, being in practice. You know, I saw that if I wasn't there, I wasn't getting better and that wouldn't put me back out on the competition floor. So 
long story short, I ended up actually coming back and competing my sophomore year. Um, I wasn't competing all around, which I normally would have. I was competing bars and beam. And um, I ended up doing amazing as an individual. I qualified to NCAA regionals as an individual um, and placed first on balance beam as an individual. So I think personally, watching myself overcome that and seeing like, hey, somebody straight up shut the door in my face. Um, And I kind of took that as like, hey, what other people say, what other people's opinions are, what other people, you know, tell me, that's not necessarily what is going to dictate my life. So that was a big learning lesson for me and in my future. And I think I've taken that um, and kind of ran with that in so many different aspects of my life. Now, looking back at it, it was definitely like a pivotal moment in my life, um, getting back out there and deciding, you know what? this means a lot to me and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. I think the one thing when, when we were talking about the injuries and whatnot, um, that, that I want to ask is how did you get through the internal battles? So I'm sure at a time where people are telling you, it's just like in life, people are telling you, you're going to fail. You can't do this. Like, how did you, I guess, not let those stop you right? from, from doing, you know, to continuing it. Right. And totally. I think sometimes the internal battle is harder than the physical battle. Um, you know, we can all overcome sickness and injury um, with time. If just our physical bodies are able to do that. But the internal battle is huge. And I think for me, the big thing was showing up for myself every day and realizing like showing up mentally and um, staying committed to like what I wanted and seeing kind of like the big picture for me. I, um, I, at the time, honestly, I've, I've grown, I've matured a lot since then, but something that was really important for me was like proving to not even to others, proving to myself that I could. And so that was a mental battle in and of itself, just every day waking up and, and telling myself like, okay, you can get out of bed today. You know, you can do this. And that mental um, positive self-talk, I guess if that's a term, um, that mental talk is so important. Being your biggest freaking fan, being your own self-advocate um, in in the things that you're telling yourself every single day. You know, if you're, if you're going to sit there and say, Annie, you can't. Um, you're, you're tired, you're exhausted and you're not even making that much progress. Like you are going to believe that. So I distinctly remember telling myself every day, like you can, and you will, and you're gonna, you know? And, um, I think that's huge just in every aspect of, of my life. And, um, it's a really important thing to do is just that positive self-talk. Yeah. I love it. And, and it's, it's a lot of the conversations I have with, with guests and they're, they're saying the same thing. So, um, you know, it's something that we need to think of It's anybody that is, is going through something or is at the point to where they're plateauing, like that positive self-talk is really going to make or break. you. It's not your external battles that you may be facing because you can always lose the weight, but mm-hmm. if you don't change the mindset of it. So I love how you, how you position that. And, and, and I want to ask you as well, um, when did kind of fitness become like, a main point in your life because you kind of got done with gymnastics. Um, you're still, you're still in the air force mm-hmm. and like, how did you kind of get involved in almost like full time? Hey, I'm in the mm-hmm. gym every day. 
Yeah. Um, so after that year, my sophomore year in college, I ended up retiring. I like to say, you know, I don't like to say quitting, um, definitely retiring. And I retired gymnastics and I was forced to find fitness for myself. Um, I, I do remember it being a struggle because there was not, you know, a coach overseeing me, telling me what to do, how much of it to do, how long to do it for and when to do it. Um, it was up to me. And, um, and I think that's when it became an absolute vital part of my life. I saw that, okay, I can completely, like nobody's telling me I have to, but I know that I love doing it. I knew that I loved being in the gym. I didn't um, at the time. So gymnastics is very body weight oriented. So you're doing a lot of plyometrics. You're doing a lot of running, jumping, um, body weight movements. And so being in the gym, like a physical weight gym, (laughs) I remember being so intimidated. Um, actually one of my first days in the actual weight room of our college, I remember texting one of my friends and I said, Oh my God, I was standing there like eyeing a squat rack. I was most definitely in the cardio (laughs) section with like all the other girls and I was eyeing the weight rack, a squat rack. And I remember texting my friend. I was like, you got to get down here because there is no way I'm going over there by myself. And she like laughed at me. She was like a soccer player and she was like, girl, like, just go, like, who cares, you know? Um, and (laughs) it's so funny to me looking back at that because that isn't like completely the mentality I have. It's just like, do your thing, do it. Um, you're not going to know a hundred percent what to do at first. Whenever you're starting anything, I think that's like a a very absolute rule. It's like, you're going to fail. You're going to screw up. Um, you're going to do it wrong, but in doing it wrong and in messing up, you're gonna learn how to improve. So that was me at the very beginning. Um, I started off actually with a few different weight programs. You know, you buy someone's 12 week program on, um, on Instagram, and I guess not on Instagram online. Um, and you try it out. So I bopped around from program to program for a little bit. And I kind of started to figure out like what the heck I liked about fitness. And for me, it was, it was weights. I just, I absolutely loved coming from like being a competitor at heart. I loved competing against myself every day in the gym. And that started to become a place that I found me. And it was like my me time, Annie against Annie. Um, I'm getting there every day. I'm not doing it for anybody else. You know, I'm doing it for me. And that's when it became a, a huge part of my life is like, even now I can't see. Um, and I really don't want to go weeks and weeks on end without having my me time in the gym. Um, and so I don't know, that's kind of how that evolved, I guess, but it definitely took time. It took error. It took, took, um, trying programs that I hated trying programs that, um, just, I was so bored with. Um, and then ultimately I found, I found weightlifting and I got much, I got very much, um, very much about it. Gosh, that's not great grammar. Um, I got very into it. Um, like I said, competing against myself every day. I started, um, honestly, I started getting into competing and now merging into like the bodybuilding realm of things. Um, I think as I think when I started doing like getting into fitness on my own, it was a big trend to do a bikini competition. Like I remember, um, when I was first kind of, you know, getting into the Instagram scene, like Amanda Bucci was training for her first show. Like, you know, all of my quote unquote fitness aspirations were all, you know, doing shows and everything. And 
I started to say, I was like, okay, well that would, first off, that would never be me. Like, oh my God, that would never be me. I could never do that. That whole negative self-talk thing, obviously I wasn't where I am now. Um, but it kind of was like a seed planted in my head. And, um, and I actually, I, uh, I decided that I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it very well. And actually this is, it goes right into the whole, you got to fail first before you really succeed at something. And my first attempt at competing was God awful. Um, I actually got a coach, a random coach off Instagram. I didn't, didn't know their credentials, didn't know their tactics. I just said, Hey, you're going to get me to on stage in 18 weeks. All right. I'll, I will pay you. And in within like, eight weeks, I realized that it wasn't sustainable. It's not something that I wanted to do. Um, just the tactics. And, um, I was, I was doing like cardio twice a day. I was like down to 900 calories. It was terrible. Um, so I honestly backed out of that at first. And actually, I don't think I told you this when we talked originally, but I backed out at first and I said, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take myself out of the race a little bit. But that was really important in my overall development and getting me to where I am right now because I took the next like two years to build my metabolism. I found if it fits your macros approach. So, um, the, yeah, flexible dieting approach. I found, um, I found excitement with, you know, going heavy in the gym, building muscle, uh, and all that for two years before I really got serious about finding a coach. Um, which I eventually did. My coach now is um, Lauren First and Dylan Bear Bear Aesthetics. They're a freaking amazing. Um, but they take it from a very scientific approach. And anyways, so long story short, just recently finished my first competition season um, where I ended up doing two bikini competitions and um, ended up getting nationally qualified. So I won overall, um, bikini in my second show. That was pretty huge. But, um, but really at the end of the day, like it's just, it's an everyday battle against myself, you know, and I still think whether I do, you know, whether I continue competing or not, um, which I definitely plan to as of right now, but, it's definitely just getting into the mentality that it's like you against yourself and everything that you're doing. And it's realizing that like, if you don't get up and do it, nobody's going to do it for you, you know? So, um, so that's my whole mentality about that. And that's kind of where, how I've grown and evolved through fitness and kind of into bodybuilding and into competing, I guess. And one of the things too, that, that I especially want to commend you on is, you know, I've seen your journey and not only, were you training for a competition? You were working out every day. You were super disciplined, but you also are still in the Air Force and you you work for, you know, you have your side business as well. And then you're also helping people. So I just want to commend you on that because seeing that and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, how does this girl have the time? But the thing is, and what I believe is you just use your time to the best of your advantage and, and you don't let any of that slip. So I want to commend you on that and ask you kind of like, how do you, how do you manage your time so well when you're, when you're competing and when you have everything else going on? In life? Yeah, no, thank you. Seriously. Thank you so much. Like that means the world to me. Um, but I'm, I'm a huge advocate of not only being like efficient with your time, but um, like at the beginning of every day, I, and I guess it starts before that it starts at the beginning of the month really, but 
I'm a huge goal setter. So I sit down at the beginning of my month and I say, all right, Annie, where do I want to be when this month ends? I want to sit down and be like, yes, this happened. Yes, this happened. Yes, this happened. So very like quantitative goals, you know, things that I can say distinctly yes or unfortunately no. And I plan that out for a month and then I break that down between my weeks. So I break it down, you know, okay, the first week, what does that look like? Second week, what will that have to look like? And kind of take take into account my schedule. So I travel a lot, whether that's for um, the Air Force, whether that's for Arbonne, whether that's for, uh, you know, supporting clients, that kind of thing. So whatever it's for, I travel a lot. So I, I take a look at like, hey, I've already committed myself to this. So what would this week look like? And then I honestly break that down to the day. So I, every morning, um, I write down my goals for the day. And they're very, like I said, quantitative. They're okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this at this point, you know, very detailed. And I pretty much I pretty much go from there. You know, I think that if we, if we kind of meander and wander into every day, just thinking, Oh, at the end of the year, you know, I think a lot of people fall into like just creating yearly goals, you know, especially as we approach this new year, people might be thinking, okay, you know, 2019 is going to be the year for this. And they set this one overarching vague sort of goal. Um, we need to be so specific in what we want, because if we're not specific, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to continue to wander and meander. And, um, and that, that's not very, you know, that's not very, um, active for ourselves. You know, you're not being your own best advocate when you're doing that. So I'm very all about, you know, making quantitative goals, getting serious about what every single day should look like. Um, because kind of like what I said before, like, if you don't do it, if you don't sit down and make that happen, it's not going to happen. Um, I'm huge about creating habits So every single day when you're creating these goal lists and you say, okay, gosh, like I never, I never want to do my cardio. Let's say for instance, I just never want to do it. I just never feel like it. I never, I never get up with my alarm. I just never feel like it. Well, nobody really feels like doing a lot of things, but if you don't feel like doing it. You're not going to get the results of doing it. Um, so I tell people, you know, get in the habit of doing it, whether you feel like it or not. Um, don't rely on motivation to get you there. Don't rely on, um, inspiration and that spark of excitement and energy because that's surely not going to be there every day. (laughs) Like most definitely not going to be there. Um, so once you create the habit and once you get out of bed, even when you're tired, even when you're warm and cozy, you get out of bed and you go do cardio because you know that your goal has you accomplishing that cardio, you're establishing that confidence in yourself to like follow through with your word, follow through with your goals. And you're also creating that habit for yourself. So I'm all about that. I think creating daily goals totally plays into that. Um, and then just in, in a checking off your goals every day, you're creating habits to, to continue to move yourself forward. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was reading a book. It's called Man Up. It's by Vedras Kulian. And he was talking about very similar to what you're, you're mentioning. He said that when he first started uh, Fit Body Boot Camp, he, you know, they were asking him, they were like, what are your goals? And he said, well, I want a lot of locations. I want a lot of franchises. Mm-hmm. And his leaders were like, you need to have exact numbers. He's not saying like, hey, it needs to be that exact one, but you need to look and say, hey, I want to have 250 by this time, or I want to mm-hmm. be able to lose 20 pounds by this time. And I think some people 
what they struggle with is, is like you mentioned, they say for the full year, I want to, to do this or I want to do that. Like for me with the podcast, I, um, I told myself in the beginning, I started it probably a month and a half ago. And I was like, man, I want a lot of episodes by the end of the year. And I was like, what is a lot? A lot could be any number. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I want to be at 50 episodes by two months. And then now it's like every day seeing that and saying, okay, that's the goal you want to hit. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome. You write daily goals. I know there's journals out there that actually, um, there's one, I forget the name of it, but um, it's like a journal where you can write your affirmations down, your, your top three, and then your also top three goals and it tracks it every single day. And um, it's been a, it's been a big help in my life. And, and I know for you, at least writing these goals down and uh, especially with doing all that you're doing right now, it's, it's super cool. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, also, I do want to learn a little bit about the business that you're doing uh, with Arbonne because you've had a lot of success. You've been traveling all over the place. I mean, I saw you in, in Jamaica, I believe, yeah. and you were in Los Angeles. Like, you're you're young, and that's super cool that you're having a lot of success. So if you could just talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, so I got involved with Arbonne, actually, about a year and a half ago, uh, my final semester in college. Somebody actually reached out to me on Instagram, very, very random, because she reached out to me and pretty much said, like, hey, I'm an executive national vice president with Arbonne. Like, I have this great opportunity for you. You know, let's chat sort of thing. Like, first off, I had never heard of Arbonne. So I thought she owned Airborne, like the vitamin <laughs> company. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. <laughs> that is literally how little I knew about this company. Um so thank goodness that I was like, I was keeping an open mind and I truly, truly think that I was just manifesting to the universe. Like I need something in my life to be quite honest. I was at quite a plateau. Um, just, yeah. just, uh, uh overall life wise, I'll say I won't get into it, but just, yeah, just life wise. Um, I had like one penny to my name. I just struggling, didn't really know what I was doing realized that like the classes and the schooling and the college and everything I was doing in the moment wasn't going to get me any closer to like where I wanted to be at the end of the day. Like, you know, five, 10 years from now, who do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? That whole thing. Um, and I realized, okay, like I need, I need something. And that's honestly when Arbonne fell into my life. So um, I started about a year and a half ago and, um, I actually just promoted last month to the top of the bis, the top of the business, <laughs> um, to the national vice president level, which is actually insane. It, um, really, really exciting. I've absolutely loved doing what I do. So to kind of a quick run through, if you guys listening don't know what Arbonne is, pretty much it's a health and wellness company. Um, we are a social networking company. Um, and, Pretty much we have everything from skincare, hair care, makeup, body care, uh, men's lines, essential oils, makeup, um, hair products. Did I already say that? I don't know. Nutrition. So we have literally anything you put in and on your body. And everything we have is vegan certified, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, whey-free, all the shebang, you know, the best of the best, really, truly. Um, so I started to realize kind of like, okay, I'm a college student and I am spending my money supporting all these different companies like every day. I guess every month when I'm buying all my consumable products and I was like, okay, if I could just stop supporting these companies and start supporting myself, like I'm going to start doing that. So that's pretty much what I did. Um, and, and yeah, Arbonne has honestly opened so many doors in my life. I mean, 
It has made me a multiple six-figure earner outside of the Air Force. I mean, you know, I'm still doing Air Force full-time, which is amazing. Um, but I'm able to to help change my own life, help change the lives of others. And, um, and it's so much more than just the products. Of course, you know, we have just, in my opinion, my great biased opinion, um, the best products out there. I mean, I've really fallen in love with them. I tried actually like... 18 different um, vegan protein powders because I was actually vegetarian for like four years and I hated every single one of them. And then when Arbonne came across my, you know, my desk, I guess I would say, um, I fell in love with it. So it's so much more than just that. I mean, Arbonne's given me the, the time freedom, the financial freedom. So who out there, you know, doesn't have enough time in the day for themselves or not enough money in the bank to do what they actually want to do. That's how Arbon helped me. So yeah, um, paying for full trips. So I just went to Jamaica. I just went um, to Los Angeles, um, Tiffany and co shopping spree. I'm about to go to Maui actually the first week of January. Um, I was in Toronto this summer. So yeah, it's just given me a lot of experience and a lot of just amazing opportunities that I would not have otherwise had, um, which has been super, super cool. And it's getting you in front of more people, more connections. I mean, I'm sure you've met so many people through it that now you you might talk to every single day. Oh my God. Yes. um, Which is also important just for, for your future as well. But I want to ask this question because I was, I was hearing somebody else ask it. Um, And since, you know, you're working kind of, I guess you would say it's with a network marketing company. Yeah. What do you think the first thing is um, when it comes to a network marketing company that someone should look at or look for before they get involved with it? I would say I did a lot of research before I actually found Arbon. And um, to be honest, I was a part of another, I don't want to like throw any names under the bus. I was part of another company that was a total, <laughs> um, I want to put it nicely, like a scam, a scam for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, so for anybody out there that's kind of looking into the whole network marketing, social marketing aspect, which I think is a very up and coming business model, to be quite honest, um, I would definitely say take a look at the company, take a look at the people that are working the company, take a look at the compensation plan, like read the details because, um, you know, ask if there are requirements and quotas and monthly billing and like auto shipping. And what would it look like if I had something go on in my life where I had to stop working, you know, asking these hard questions. Cause, um, the first company I was a part of, I didn't ask any of those questions and it definitely took advantage of me with Arbon. I'm so glad that I did ask the questions and they all came back with favorable answers. You know, we have like one of the best, actually, I would say the best compensation plans out there. Um, no monthly requirements, no monthly fees, no auto ship, no auto billing. And if you have a hard month, if there's something that pops up, if you're not able to do your business, like that is fine. Like you're able to work your business as fast or as slow as you want. Nobody's ever going to tell you how to do it. So that's one thing I love about Arbon that I think sets us apart. Um, but Also, just the big thing for me was just finding a company that I truly aligned with, you know, Um, that whatever phase in my life could fit into. So I realized that, you know, as a college student, Arbonne was something I saw myself using and doing and talking about. And when I'm a mom, you know, I can see myself using and doing Arbonne. When I'm a grandma, like I can still see myself using these products, talking about this business, you know. So just find something that 
you know, longevity wise in the long term, you see yourself doing and you see yourself with, um, if you really want to stick to it, because really at the end of the day, any company out there, you know, you don't quit, you're going to see success. You know, that's the biggest thing is people quit and then they say, Oh, I didn't have, I didn't have success with that company. And it's probably just because you just stopped. Um, (laughs) you know, with anything in life, preach that. (laughs) Please, please keep saying that. Yeah, it's so true. Literally with anything in life, I think it's just like people say, oh, it didn't work. Your diet, you know, your trainer, your company, your this, your that, all that didn't work. But, oh, are you still working it? Well, no. Okay, well, that's why it didn't work then because you stopped working it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's people out there that are doing the worst jobs that are, I mean, shoot, I remember as a kid, I was making money uh, selling it wasn't news magazines. So it was going like door to door to try to sell magazines. Yeah. And I hated it. Like literally hated it. I mean, I was like begging people to get an ESPN magazine <laughs> or good housekeeping. Like I would see old ladies and like, you know, come up to their door and say, would, would you please help me out? Like, and I would make nothing on them, right. like literally nothing. <laughs> and I sat there and did it. And I remember a few of my friends got into it as well. It was kind of just a side gig. We were like 13 or something. Right. And they would do it for two days and they were like, this isn't working. Nobody's buying it. And then they would just stop. And I'm like, sometimes you just got to put a little bit more push. And I mean, it might not work, but I think anything in life, if you just keep at it and that's what you've done, I mean, you've created an amazing business. You're, you're, you're fighting for our country, which is just amazing in itself. Um, but you also competed in a show and, and your time management skills are out of this world. I mean, I need to learn from you first. <laughs> um, but but I want to lead with our, our final question. Um, and, and that is, what are you most looking forward to in 2019? Do you have anything um, coming up that you're, you're super excited about? Yeah, yeah, I do. So um, actually, a long-term goal of mine is to be a published author. Um, fun fact. And 2019 is going to be the year. So, um, so I'm really pumped about that. That's just kind of like, you know, foreshadowing a little bit. Don't want to say too much, but I'm really excited about that. I'm also just really excited about like my personal growth. I think that I've just made, and that might be like a shy away answer, but truly, truly, um, I think that so much of life success comes from, personal growth and if you're not taking the time to like figure out who you are like who you are apart from your job apart from your uniform your rank your title apart from your friends your family your background like who you are like who the heck is Annie you know and doing that personal development is so important so I see really big things in that area of my life for 2019, um, which is only just going to spiral, you know, my business growth, my financial growth, my fitness growth, my, my friendship, I get friendship growth. Is that a thing? Um, but just growth in life. And hopefully that's not a shy away answer, but I'm, I really truly am excited about 2019. Well, when you come out with that book, you, you gotta let us know what it's about um, I would love to hear about it as well. That's, that's exciting, you know, to be able to create something so different and, and I know you can do it. Um, you just need to, to keep pushing. I mean, which you yeah. are, but, um, where, where can our guests find you on, on social media as well? Um, yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram, just at Annie underscore fit life fit me. 
also on YouTube, um, which is just also Annie Fit Life Fit Me. And I think that's pretty much like the main social media platforms. <laughs> do you have a, a website or anything that um, you're doing? Like, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Wow. Um, also, just AnnieFitLifeFitMe.com. So it makes it quite easy for everybody. Perfect. Yep. Well, we will make sure to, to keep on you know checking in with you. Hopefully that book comes out for next year. And I just want to thank you so much as well for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Wesley. This has been really great. And I'm just applauding you for you and your, you and your success and um, just getting after your own goals. So that's really inspiring. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fitness Journey Podcast with Wesley Bear. Don't forget to join us next time for another episode. Thank you for listening, and remember, commit to be fit.